Well, we're looking back with Graham Onions at um, his 11 favourite games of his uh, of his cricket career, and there's an obvious one that stands out. I mean, uh, not many people get to make an England debut, not many people get to play for England at Lords, not many people uh, get onto the honours board at Lords, but you managed all three in one go. Yeah, and you can obviously tell by the smile on my face, if you could see it, is, is uh, an amazing day. Um, you know, to have me to obviously have my cap given by Darren Goff, uh, a, a legend and a hero of mine, uh, have my family, uh, all my family there basically watching and, and having a few drinks and, and hearing the, the corks pop and stuff and, and of course just to top it off uh, with a few wickets is, was pretty much a dream day. And just to go back a little bit, I can remember quite vividly the, the day when you found out about it, we were at Taunton where Durham were playing a, a televised game. And I, I remember very well Durham's press officer trying to negotiate you up a rickety ladder, scared stiff that she'd injure you before yeah. you even uh, <laughs> even made it there. But I guess whenever you get an England call up, you have to be in the sort of form that it that it's a possibility. I mean, were you were you expecting the call when it came? Um, certainly not expecting. I mean, I think I'd been away in the winter and I'd, I'd done some good things and I got myself into some good good rhythm. And once again, I say I say the first six weeks of the seasons uh, for anybody is, is a big one and. I didn't necessarily put me under, under myself under pressure, but I thought to myself, well, you know, this is my year to to kick on and to try and make a difference, really. And I didn't really, I didn't really think about about doing that for England. I thought, right, well, this is going to be the year which I which I play and and I and I make an impact for um, for Durham. Simple, you know, simple as that. And season started well. I picked up a lot of wickets, and I remember we had a game at Taunton that we talked about, um, and it was on Sky. And I remember, you know, the, actually the build-up to that w- w- went well, but um, it was a bit of a funny one because Steve Harmison uh, obviously hadn't been picked, um, who we obviously had, had grown up with and kind of aspired to be like, really. Um, and then we had, then I'd, I'd obviously been selected. So that that obviously was a, a little bit of a... I was obviously delighted but also disappointed for Steve because uh, I felt as though I was kind of taking his place a little bit. But... Um, Thankfully, the game was on Sky. I ended. I think I took eight wickets on that first, on that first day, and it was just, it was just fantastic. Um, that 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 was a, a real turning point in my career because I thought to myself, well, actually, the pressure was on. The Sky people were there, um, and I actually just felt as though I, I kind of stood up to the challenge a little bit, really, and it was, you know, it was great. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the fact that the Sky cameras were there, which always adds a little bit of pressure, and there was a lot of talk in the build. It was. It's harmless. It's almost harmless versus onions in some people's eyes for the spot. And as you know, only too well, uh, Taunton's a, a, a pitch notorious for for being very batsman friendly. But you actually bowled Somerset out for sixty nine in the first innings of that game. Yeah, I, I, and I remember the game very very well. I mean, obviously, it's it's a day which I basically got called into the Test squad. But for me, as in, in rhythm wise and the way that I, you know, the way that I uh, wanted to take my career forward, that was pretty much a perfect day. <laughs> Uh, it was very much uh, obviously ran in, um, just ran in well. I remember getting Mark Treskothic bowled uh, with a ball that my my perfect length really kind of top of off stump, just nipping back a little bit, um, probably beating slightly for pace, um, which I think I am a little bit de- deceptive when it comes to, obviously to pace. As people people I don't particularly look quick, but then. Um, it skids on a little bit, and that's how I get a lot of right-handers out. You know, by the ball nipping back. But I mean, I remember that game thinking I was man of the match as well, and I, I walked away from that game thinking, you know, this is this is 
this was going to be a good year for me, and it's it all like all of all of a sudden it is is a big year for me. Um, and I felt, you know, I felt great. I felt on top of the world. You know, I, I did. I, obviously, from making my debut for Durham to all of a sudden playing for England is is is, is an absolute dream. And I guess whenever whenever your chance comes, if you're lucky enough that your chance does come <laughs> with England, um, you want to be playing when you're when you're on top of your game. And for you as well, uh, Lords is a ground you've always uh, you've always performed well on. So I guess that was an extra bonus. Yeah, it? yeah, it was. I mean, Lords is, is is a fantastic place. You know, home of cricket. Um, just just everything about Lords. I mean, from walking in the steps and you've got people that uh, that carry your bags and. Um, the lunches, the you know, the stupid things like the molten brown in the um, in the in the showers and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's just it's just brilliant, absolutely perfect. Uh, and of course, for me, the the build up to the to the first day was I wasn't sure if I was going to play. Obviously, we had me and Tim Bresnan who were uh, in the in the squad, uh, both potentially going to make our debuts, and we both thought, oh, well, actually, it's going to be either Tim or it's going to be me. Um, Thankfully, I trained well in the um, during the week. It was a great, great week's training, and basically, we we both ended up playing. Uh, we obviously got told on the on the um, on the Wednesday night, um, and it was a, a little bit of a sleepless night. But it was it was a, a sleepless night, which I which I obviously didn't mind. Um, obviously, leading into me day one day one of the of the test. And you're obviously coming into an England team which was in good form at that time, building up towards the Ashes that year. Whereas uh, the West Indies, I think Chris Gale had only just got off a plane from the IPL a couple of days earlier. They were in mm. a bit of disarray. So um, a good, a good, a good time to be taking them on, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I mean, people say you know the West Indies. I mean, I remember having the, the, the meetings and the chats and talking about their players. Really, it was very much you know how um, how are these West Indians players going to actually turn up? You know, it's cold. You know, early on in the season, you know, the how's Chris Gill going to play? You know, is he just going to try and hit every ball for six? And he, he certainly did that a few times. Um, but we know that if we put the ball in the right areas for long enough, then the the you know they haven't got the the, uh, the you know the, the mentality to bat long periods of time. And as you said, it was it is a good time to play against them. And um, you know, things obviously went well for me, and I was I was delighted to get a few wickets. I think we mentioned earlier when we were talking about your Durham debut that as a new ball bowler, like an opening batsman, you want to be in the game early. Um, you, however, um, England uh, England ended up batting first and um, it was the 112th over before you came <laughs> to the crease. Ravi Bapar having got a big century. It was quite and short-lived, wasn't it? It was quite short-lived, one ball long. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean if I'm being honest, I literally... I, I was I was pretty much petrified. I was uh, I remember Fidel Edwards was bowling um, from the um, pavilion end, and he was bowling quick. And I was thinking I've never faced anyone like this before. And I before I even walked out there, I might as well have not even batted because I remember I was I totally talked myself out of it. Um, I mean I, I didn't mind me batting at all. I, in fact, I quite enjoyed it. Um, but it's different because I remember looking at the screen. He was thinking oh, this guy's bowling 94 mile an hour. Quite an awkward action slinger. Obviously, he went out there and he actually bowled a full toss, which I was thinking I just wasn't expecting. I was expecting something short around my head, um, and before I knew it, it obviously clattered my stumps, and I, I was pretty much walking off. So it was probably a complete waste of a wicket, really. Um, but um, yeah, I, I remember walking out thinking, you know, 
a lot of people say, you know, just just get your feet on the ground, like get your feet onto the grass and just walk out there, uh, well not you bat the ball and just go out there and kind of just just feel the grass on your feet, which sounds a silly thing, but it just gets you into the into the field and in, into the pitch and just gets you gets you involved. Um, obviously, it was it was pretty short lived, but uh, but never mind. And even when it came to the bowling, uh, Graham Swan took the new ball, which is something of a novelty in Test match cricket. Yeah, we, yeah, I remember we were talking. Obviously, had a couple of left-handers. Um, uh, Smith, obviously, notoriously didn't didn't play spin particularly well. But um, I mean, Swanee, Swanee, obviously, fan, fantastic bowler, and um, I'd rather not have it that way with Swanee opening the ball. And to be honest, you'd rather get the ball in your hand and just get going. Um, it obviously took a little while, but. Um, Swanee in that series actually took a lot of wickets, and you know I, I became quite close to to, to Swanee in the um, in the dressing room, obviously with him being a Newcastle fan, and just generally a good bloke to have on your debut, just to have a bit of bit of fun, but you know he's just just a good character. And when it finally did come to the come to the chance to bowl, I guess it must have been quite a nervous time for you. I think your first four over spell cost 22 but once uh, once you started taking wickets there was no stopping yeah I, I remember uh, bowling from the um, from the nursery end I think my first couple of balls might have went for four um, and I was thinking because I've always been brought up as an say you, you start your spells well it's important that you don't you don't just ease into it you, you start your spells really well um, so I pride myself on that really and I remember thinking I went. I think I went for a couple of boundaries straight away. I mean, you, and as a, as a bowler, naturally you, you're trying to claw your figures back a little bit straight away. Um, and then, but actually, the ball, it, it seems a silly thing because you don't. You obviously don't want to go for runs, but it was actually runs that you know it was full, but it was swinging a little bit. And I was thinking, well, actually, I, you know, I, I'm in the game a little bit here. Yeah, if I can just groove, groove, I kind of groove my action a little bit and get get in there. Uh, and settle down a little bit, then I got a great chance of wicket and wickets, and obviously before I knew it, um, got one just slightly short of a length, decent pace, and Lendl Simmons like kind of squared him up a little bit, went down the slope and and nicked it, and I think it was um, was it Strauss? It was Strauss. Uh, yeah, yeah. A- Andrew Strauss, obviously captain, high above his head, and um, I think just relief more yeah. than anything, and. Once again, another another stage in my career where I thought to myself, well, actually, you know, this is this. I want more of this. I want to keep on doing it. And then it was just two balls later. You had Jerome T- Taylor caught uh, gloving one down the leg side. Yeah, um, obviously a little bit of a lucky one. Um, sl- slightly short of a length, and, and probably wasn't my best ball that I've bowled. And he, he, yeah, he, he went to pull it, gloved it, and, and a good good catch by Matt Pryor. Um, you know, you you obviously don't bowl for those, and you get a lot of uh, maybe dismissals that don't go your way. But uh, that one was, uh, um, I suppose, what we say in cricket in terms is a bit of a burgle. <laughs> uh, and Sullivan Ben followed uh, quickly after another one you had caught at slip, which is obviously a good way to take your wickets as a fast. Yeah, g- a good catch by Swanee. I remember um, going with the slope, just just angling a little bit back in towards him, left-handed batter, um, just edged it. Um, Swanee's low down to his to his left-hand side and. A good catch, and obviously, um, j- just felt good. You know, it just it just felt great. Just uh, I, I, w- I wouldn't say that was the best I bowled, but certainly, um, just things just went my way. You know, and uh, um, it's you know, I'll, I'll never say no to wickets. That's for sure. <laughs> of course, yes. And I think Dennis Randon was your uh, your fourth wicket, um, LBW. Yeah, that was. Um, 
once again going with the slope a little bit, a little bit of a, a way shape, but it actually just wobbled, the seam just wobbled a little bit and probably just nipped back a tiny little bit, caught Ramden on the crease. Um, I think before that I maybe was bowling him a couple of short balls, so whether or not he was hanging back a little bit, but he basically just hit him hit him on the on the pad. Um, as I was actually appealing, excuse me, I, as I was actually appealing, I remember turning round to the umpire and, and falling down. Um, basically in a position where I was like a beetle on my back and um, obviously umpire um, gave it out and of course I was just um, I was lying on my back with my feet in the air my hands in the air and obviously celebrating people coming to pick us up and I'll never forget that as well actually because the next day obviously I ended up taking five wickets but it was in the press in the in the papers and with me on, 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 on the back page and, and I remember having brec uh, breakfast and um, all the lads were like don't read, don't read what's in the press, even if it's good or bad, don't read it in the press. And I understand now, obviously, why they say that, because you go through tough t tough times, but at that moment in time, I couldn't have got enough papers, to be honest, because I was just wanting to read and read and read, and it was it was fantastic. Um, I mean, obviously, my fifth wicket was... Um, uh, I'm just trying to think who my fifth wicket was, actually. Um, um, fifth wicket was Lionel Barker, but... but Oh, that was LBW as well, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, that that was with the slope, uh, very similar to um, the left the, the left-handed uh, batter um, Solomon Ben. But this one actually just just carried on with the slope and kind of nipped back a little bit, caught him on the back pad. Um, and of course, that was me fifer, and it was. Um, I mean that that was that was a dream. Really, that was it all complete. I mean, obviously, five wickets on your debut. Don't think it really sunk in. Um, the only time which it really kind of sunk in is I was walking. I remember walking off the field, and I've got the picture in me, in in my um, in, in my room, in my house, um, walking off, and, and everybody is facing towards the uh, the pavilion, and I'm facing the other way, and it was basically I, I was holding up the ball, and I kind of had me cap saying thank you very much, um, and I remember my mum and dad over the far side, basically in, in the pavilion stand, and it was basically they can't see me. Of course, it was a, a long way away, but I, of course, I was holding up the ball to them, basically just to say, look, this is for them, really. This is, yeah. you know, they had, they had a great day. They had all inclusive. Anyone from the northeast getting an all inclusive um, food and drink. Of course, they, they were merry, um, having a great day. But for me, it was just a case of you know all the hard work that they've put in. As, as me just saying, oh look, I appreciate I appreciate it massively, and of course I was delighted, but it was it was for them. Yeah, because of course at any five for any level of cricket is is really special. Mm. But there's there's just that extra notch again when you you're talking about the Lord's Honours Board, and I know it's it's almost become tradition nowadays that. Uh, when somebody when somebody makes it onto the board as Ravi Bapara did earlier in the game, their name sort of taped on, uh, yeah. waiting for it to to come on. So I guess that sort of if you didn't appreciate already, probably rammed home what a big deal this it would be to make it onto that board. Yeah, and they did do that. Uh, the lads did do that. They had uh, the scruffiest bit of white tape with onion onions, uh, you know, five or whatever it was, um, and. Even then, I was thinking, you know, I, I saw my name, but I didn't really realise kind of what I've achieved um, and you I don't think you do when you're playing you always want to do better you always I've always the type of person where I suppose in a way a glass half empty um, where I always want to do better you know I'll finish my career and I'll really appreciate some of the things that I've done and you know that that debut is something now knowing that I'm, you know I might never play for England again 
um, I can appreciate a little bit more. You know, at the time I was very much right. Right, where's the next game? I want to go on. Now, obviously, the next game was here at Durham. Um, you know, it was very much. Well, what? How can I get better? How how do I improve? I need to either go in the gym or I need to do this and that. And I remember we. I think we won within three or three days or whatever it was. And we, you know, and and I think it was on the back of of England not winning a Test match for best part of like a couple of years and it had been a real struggle for them and of course we had a meeting afterwards and we said that every every single person goes out now and has a beer because test matches don't come along very often and when they do you've got to celebrate them and, and now you look back on that as an experienced player I don't know what you thought about it at the time but but nowadays you, you kind of appreciate the importance of going out and celebrating one another's successes I think without a doubt I mean I remember I was I was a, probably a bit of a stick in, stick in the mud and um, you know I was too focused on, on maybe how I'm going to get better even though even when I have a really good game and, and that's I suppose a little you know people say to me like you know don't be so serious you know but I've always been how do I get better how do I improve um, but then I think now people get five first get hundreds you know they are match winning performances and they should they sh- they, I'm not trying to say that you should have a beer for them but you you know you should celebrate them in some kind of way um, you win a game you should without a doubt celebrate them no, absolutely no doubt in my mind yeah because particularly test match victories are, are very hard to win and it's I guess it's important to to ram home the new members of the squad as you as you were at the time just what an achievement that is yeah I, I definitely I mean as I said prior to that 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 test series really I mean England had a, a little bit of a tough time they've, they've been kind of been tough in the press and, and tough uh, tough cricket and I think they needed a little bit of a blowout I mean they knew they had another test match on the way and we had to travel all the way to Durham and um, and you know Andy Flower at, at the time was like you know just be careful look after yourself but it's important that we celebrate these victories um, we celebrate match winning performances you know we obviously Ravi Papara got a, a, a big hundred and kind of welcomed him into the, into the side really it was fantastic for him and of course me to get five wickets as well you know it was important that we that we go out and celebrate and you- I mean, you, you mentioned earlier the competition for places, whether yourself or Bresnan would be playing. Um, I guess doubly, well, not, not so much important, but doubly pleasing for you to, to put in that sort of performance, knowing that the next test was going to be at Durham, which was as important a venue for you to play at as Lords, I guess. Yeah, and, and I've always said, I mean, I'll, I'll say it now, is that, you know, people who, who, as a young batsman coming in or a young bowler, you, you get wickets or runs, in, in a way, it kind of cements your place for you know, the series or a part of the summer or, or the whole summer. You know, if you, as a batsman, you get a couple of ducks and, and all of a sudden, you know, things aren't going well and you've got a lot of pressure or you 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 bowl a revolvers and you don't get your reward, you don't get your wickets, then of course you think, well, right, I need, I need to change what I, what, I, what I normally do to try and get those wickets and that's the worst possible thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it was just a great... A great place to be, a great, um, a great time to be playing, um, and, and, and obviously, obviously, as you said, you know, coming back here and playing my second Test match at, at, at Durham, the, you know, the county that I love is, um, it was cold, but it was, uh, it was something that I really enjoyed. 
Well, thanks very much, Graham, for sharing your memories of your Test Match debut in 2009. Uh, there'll be another Bunnies First Eleven podcast in two weeks' time. And don't forget, you can learn more about Graham Onions Benefit Year and all the events going on at grahamonionsbenefityear.co.uk.